Hello and welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. We have a great episode in store for you today. Dave, the scholarship coach, joins me today to talk all about finding scholarships. We're going to talk about how you get started, the different tools and ways to stay organized, writing your personal narrative, and the FAFSA. A great Money Talk is coming up here shortly, but be sure to check out Dave's website and contact him if you have any questions about scholarships. The Money Talking Points for today's episode are, how can some organization help your finances? And two, who can you tell about this episode to help them find scholarships to pay for college? Dave is going to give us an introduction when we get into the interview, but just know that his story is one of someone who saw a need and filled it. He's been able to help many people figure out how they're going to pay for college after they're surprised by the cost and the aid needed. But let's have a great money talk and get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money, so let's get talking. Welcome, Dave, the scholarship coach. Dave, you're here to tell us all about scholarships and to teach us a little bit more about scholarships to help people hopefully go to college on a scholarship. Do you want to give us a quick introduction of who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks for having me on. First of all, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I go by Dave, the scholarship coach online. Uh, my my actual name is Dave Peterson, and I'm the father of a college sophomore that uh, to date has won over $80,000 in scholarships. Um as when he graduated high school, um, he he was already at the fifty thousand dollar mark, and obviously that was a combination of multiple scholarships. Um, we started having a lot of friends and family ask us, "How did this? How did this happen? How'd you do this?" And that was the impetus for me to write a little ebook called um, "Debt Free College," and I shared that um, you know with a lot of people, and they said okay, this is great. I, I get the concept. I understand the methodology, but I just don't have the time. So can you work with my student like you did with your son? Um, and so I started doing that about a year ago when I launched nodebtcollege.com. And that's how I became Dave, the scholarship coach. So now I, I work with uh, students and their families, um, coaching them to win scholarships so that they can go to college debt free and so that their parents can not drain their life savings. That's awesome. So it sounds like you you saw a need and you filled it and then people kept coming to you and you just expanded on that and continued to go and go. And I think one of the things that definitely comes out of what you said, like the parents felt like they didn't have time or they they didn't know where to start. But I think with not knowing where to start or not having the time makes scholarships feel unattainable. You don't really know mm-hmm. how to get going with it. So how can someone start thinking, like even start getting in the mindset of possibly getting a scholarship and to have some motivation to go out for one? Yeah, so let me address that from maybe two different angles. Um, one from the, the parent or guardian side, um, I see far too many people waiting too late in the process. Now, and by what I mean by that is they they really don't start thinking about scholarships until their senior year. And in fact, it's usually the second half of senior year. Uh, a lot of people think they're going to get a lot of financial aid from the colleges themselves. And when they get their acceptance letters and their financial aid packages, 
they're often very surprised at what the difference uh, in cost is going to be compared to what the school's offering. So I get a lot of um, calls and emails this time of year, um, you know, people desperate for funds. And it's not that I can't help people at that point, but they've missed out on a ton of opportunity. So I would say from the, the parent side, um, start thinking about this as early as you can. Um, believe it or not, there's scholarships out there for as young as third grade. Now, that might be a little young for, for some people to start, but definitely by the time you're in high school, it should absolutely be on your radar. And I would say you want to make sure that your student has applied for some scholarships starting their junior year. Um, on the student side, um, you know, their motivation or I guess maybe their um, you know concern is I don't feel like I can win these scholarships. Um, perhaps they're they're measuring themselves themselves against you know the top student in their class and they feel like they just don't measure up. Uh, and one of the things I would say to them is that there are scholarships for just about anybody. Um, that includes just about any level of academic achievement, just about any interest, any background. Um, I can find a scholarship that matches to just about any student. Um, the other piece of that is a motivation piece. So have that conversation with your parents and ask them, how much money can you afford for college? And, and do you need me to start looking for scholarships and applying? Um, you know, oftentimes some of the students I work with, um, they'll see a scholarship and some of the requirements. It might be a, a lengthy essay or, you know, a pretty in-depth application, and they might feel kind of intimidated. And part of my role is to maybe break up that application into small bite-sized chunks so they're a little more comfortable. It's not as intimidating. And one of the other strategies I take with the students I work with is to um, find scholarships that have similar themes um, or even almost identical essay requirements. And we build out what I call a student's personal narrative. And once they understand what their narrative is, they can plug that in to just an absolute ton of scholarships. So, um, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I've I've thought about that in the past. Uh, my wife's currently in PA school, so maybe this uh, interview is a little bit selfish on my part to maybe help <laughs> us go after some scholarships to pay for that. But yeah, yeah, there's there's scholarships. Like I said, they start in third grade, but as long as you're still in college, there's still some opportunity out there. Yeah, we need to we need to hunt down all the money we can because PA school is expensive. But sure. I, liked, yeah. I liked a lot of what you said there. Yeah. Um, being motivated and realize there's a lot like there's there's plenty to go around is what it sounds like you're getting at. There is. In fact, I just saw a statistic the other day from an organization that um, is kind of like a trade group for scholarships. And they estimate there's over one hundred million dollars in scholarships that go unclaimed every year. So there is money to be had out there. You just have to to go out and find it and then do the work. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And yeah, and that means there's a lot of different scholarships out there. I think you've even outlined, like you said, they start from third grade. Anything you can really think of, there's a lot. There's a scholarship that like touches that area. How yep. do you stay organized with all that? Like, do you have any like tools or just simple things people should check out or think about? Sure. Um, so there's a couple. I, I would say tools and best practices. Um, one is uh, just have some kind of tracking mechanism. I like a simple spreadsheet. Um, I actually share that with with my clients uh, and it comes pre-populated with with a few scholarships. Um, but you know just have something where you can as you're finding scholarships that even if they don't match for you today or you're not eligible, but you think they will be in the future, put them on that list and make a note in that spreadsheet for when it's going to pop up the next time that you you actually can apply. And then use that same list to track the ones you have applied for and um, know 
the date that they expect to make the announcement. I'll make a note that um, almost an, all these scholarships are late in their announcements, which is unfortunate uh, because they don't let you be late for your application. Right. And it's <laughs> it's pretty stressful for students that um, are waiting to hear. But, you know, put that put that approximate date down and then just keep checking regularly. Um, you don't want to miss the the announcement. And related to that would be have a uh, an email account that's dedicated to either only scholarships or at least college related matters. Um, I suggest having that account be one that's shared by both the student and the parent. Um, that way, everybody can keep track of what's going on. Uh, the parents can, you know, give a little motivation for the student to keep them on track. Um, and that way, it's just everything's in one spot. Um, you know, you don't have to go hunting for everything. And, um, you know, keeps things much simpler and, and much easier to, to stay on top of. Yeah, I think for that email, like going for these scholarships or man, like college is probably most of these young adults and students first, like big decision and thing they're trying to do on their own. So like having that be shared, I, I, I'd never thought of something like that. That's a great idea and strategy to help everyone stay organized there. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, and there's a, a big role, especially for, for high school students, uh, for the parents to, to play in this. You know, obviously, they can't be the ones filling out the applications or writing the essays. But they can absolutely provide guidance. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, especially if you're going to be the one footing the bill uh, as the parent, um, I think there's a pretty good financial motivation for you to to work through this as well. Yeah. Yeah. As the parent, if you're the if you're the financial safety net a little bit who is willing or able to help pay for some of it, then helping them stay on top of it is definitely something that's going to save you some money for sure. Absolutely. So you mentioned on at the beginning that you write this personal narrative, which gets me into this next question I have is like, is it a good idea to write like a template essay or to have your copy and paste template where you just fill in the blanks or how do you do, go about that? Yeah, I haven't thought about it as a template, but it it's pretty close to that. Um, so what I like to do is, is you know, the, there are scholarships for everything, like I said, and so you'll often find kind of one off topics for for scholarship applications. However, there are several topics that are pretty common. So one is going to be basic, more or less, tell us about yourself. Um, related to that might be, tell us why you deserve to win this scholarship. Um, a third would be, tell us about your future plans. Um, so once you have kind of those three, four, five basic essays written, you can plug those into multiple scholarships. So yes, I think it's a good idea, as you put it, to have that template um, and then just, just customize your actual application um, for each uh, for each scholarship um, based on that particular scholarship's focus. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, make sure it's customized. I think you obviously don't want a template that all you do is change the college name because then it's going to sound really, it's going to sound like unrelatable for those things. Cause so I think going through and customizing, it's a great idea there. Yeah. Yeah. But that can be even something as simple as just moving you know, changing the paragraph order or changing a few sentences mm -hmm. within the paragraphs. Um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, a big part of what I do with students is actually help them build their first wheel. And then I just kind of give them a little guidance after that on plugging that wheel in where it needs to be, you know, put, put in. Yeah, I think you could even like, what, what do you think about the possibility of maybe having some like plug and play paragraphs that maybe like say it's wants you to touch on more of your future. So you have paragraphs that you can work in there. What do you think about that like almost absolutely. having like little yep. pieces of it. Yep, absolutely. I again, I would never recommend throwing those in um, without a little bit of thought. But I think having mm -hmm. those built um, and maybe just minor tweaks here and there is a great way to do it. 
uh, you can get a lot more applications done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, I think it all just goes into being prepared and organized. And yeah, I think the two things that I've gotten so far is like have that personal narrative, like you described it built out and then have some sort of a spreadsheet to keep track of dates. Sounds like a good place to get started. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So how can people um, manage their scholarship funds properly? So let's say someone signs up with your program, they're working with you and they do get a lot of scholarships. How do you actually use that properly and how can you avoid spending the extra money or maybe not using it towards school? Yeah. Um, so some of that's going to happen a little more on the front end as you've applied for a lot of scholarships and you have a reasonable expectation of winning those. Um, understand how those awards are going to be given. So a lot of scholarships are just going to pay the college directly. And many scholarships are can be used for tuition only. However, um, it's a good idea to focus after you've you've kind of exhausted, I would say, your top tier list for those types of scholarships. Start looking at scholarships that are open for other college expenses like uh, room and board um, and other fees. And then also there's a, a surprising number of scholarships that pay the students directly. So the money, you know, they'll send you a check or just deposit it in your account. Um, and you can use those funds how you see fit. Uh, it's important to use it for college expenses just from a budgeting perspective, but um, there could be some tax implications as well. Check with your, your tax advisor about that. Um, so those are, are two ways. You also want to know, uh, of course, if the scholarship is renewable uh, and if they if the scholarship is renewable, what are those requirements? That's typically going to be a GPA requirement. Um, so it can even come down to some things like your course selection. Uh, some students, when they start their first semester of college, get a little overexcited and not only take maybe too many courses, but they might take too many tough courses. Um, mm -hmm. And if you do have some scholarships that have a GPA requirement, Maybe give yourself a little bit of grace and take a class or two that you're pretty confident you can do quite well in without a ton of work and just kind of ease yourself into college so you don't lose that scholarship, you know, at the very first semester or first year. Yeah, that, that seems like it would be devastating if you, you get right into college, you got all this scholarship money that you're banking on. So you want to use it well and knock out the hard classes first, but then you lose eligibility because the classes were too hard. That would really be a huge bummer. It really would. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I, I don't want to discourage students from challenging themselves in college, but it's a big it's a big change from high school, uh, no matter how good of a student you are. And um, I think it's a good idea to ease yourself into it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to touch just a little bit on the FAFSA and I'll outline it a little bit. But the FAFSA is at least from my perspective, I haven't done a whole lot of research on it, but it's that it's the free application for federal student aid, I believe. And it's Correct. just something you submit to the colleges so that they know how much federal aid you're looking to need. It does a bunch of stuff with your tax returns. Is there anything like just to give a simple overview, is there anything you'd add to what I just said? Uh, a couple things. So, yes, most colleges use the FAFSA to determine your uh, financial need. Uh, the FAFSA actually spits out a, um, a number called your EFC, your expected family contribution. And that's almost entirely based on your annual income and your your assets as a family. Um, one of the surprising things is just how small of an income or asset base you would have to have um, to actually qualify for most needs-based aid. I would say anybody that thinks of themselves as middle class or above that financially, um, you're going to get very little, maybe even no needs-based aid from the colleges. Uh, and that's that's really kind of the sweet spot of people that I work with are 
uh, folks who maybe make a little bit too much money for need-based aid. And so they they need these outside scholarships so that they are not draining their bank accounts. Yeah, people, um, that, people that seem like they're right in that area where the government would expect them to help pay, but maybe they can't entirely do as much as the yeah, government would yep. expect. Absolutely, yeah. And like I said, um, it, it is surprising just how little money you might have in the bank or how much or how little you're making before they expect you to pay quite a bit. Just I'll give a quick example. One family I'm working with, um, they had a combined family income under $100,000 a year. They had very little savings and they didn't even own a home. So they didn't have, I don't know if their net worth was positive or not. And their EFC came back at $25,000 a year. So the FAFSA is saying, we don't care that you really don't have have anything in the bank and we don't care that you're kind of just more or less living, you know, moderate lifestyle. You need to pay a quarter of your income for your kid's college. Yeah. And from what you're saying, that sounds like that can come to a shock as a shock to a lot of families that they think they're going to get aids from schools and they're just not. It, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to one of those, the first things I said was start thinking about this early. I mean, the very worst thing that could happen was it would be that you have a bank of scholarships and you might not end up needing them. Um, I think that's mm. pretty unlikely in most cases. Um, but, you know, again, if you have a bank of, of money and you don't need to tap into it, well, that, that's a pretty good position to be in. Yeah, that's true. You kind of have this little scholarship savings for lack of a better term. But I guess one quick question that just came to my mind, and this will probably be a quick answer, but can you usually defer scholarships? Is that something that's pretty common? Um, I wouldn't say it's common, but there are scholarships that let you do that. We, we've done that for my son as well, because a lot of the scholarships are um, front end loaded. They're, they're very focused on graduating seniors in their first year. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there are enough out there that we've been able to defer some. Um, and it's, you know, if you have those, save those until the very last minute that you either can use it or that you need it, because mm -hmm. um, it's a great thing to, you know, defer that money for the next year or the, or the following. Cool. That's a good little tip there. Then um, one of the last things that I wanted to talk about to wrap up our conversation on the FAFSA is do you have to apply for the FAFSA in order to get any of these scholarships? The answer to that will depend on the colleges that you're applying to or that you think you're going to go to. The vast majority of colleges will require the FAFSA to be considered for any aid, even beyond the needs-based aid. Um, it just so happens that there are a few colleges that don't require the FAFSA, and my son goes to one of those, but they still require us to fill out their own form um, reporting our income. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, if you if you're lucky enough to not have to do that, uh, that's great. The chances are very slim. The number of colleges that don't require it are, are almost zero. Yeah. So I would just say expect to fill it out kind of thing. So yes, make sure you're yep, doing absolutely. your taxes <laughs> so that you can yeah, fill it out easily. For those of you know, for those of your listeners who are kind of planners, um, your your income and assets are going to start counting your your child's sophomore year of high school. So this isn't something that you want to financially start thinking about when they're a senior, just like you don't want to think about scholarships. Um, they they look back two years and you apply during the fall uh, of your senior year as your your first application for the FAFSA. So it goes back two years. So you're looking at the fall of your your high school's uh, your high school students sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It does go back a few years. I always remember being slightly confused about that when I had to fill that stuff out. But it, it does get confusing because you're you're applying for one year, but they're looking for data from a year and two, a, one two or two so. years back. 
Yeah, yeah there, it's it's definitely it can be intimidating the first time you do the FAFSA. So once you get to yes. once your student gets to the senior year of college, it's a it's a breeze, hopefully. So right. it, it can be it can be a little bit of a barrier, but definitely I would say fill it out from what I'm hearing in our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I said, unless you know for sure that you're going to a college that doesn't require it, fill it out. Um despite what we've said, it's really it's not super complicated. Uh if you if you can do your own taxes through TurboTax or something like that, you can fill out the FAFSA without any help. Yeah, that's true. It's not it's not incredibly complicated. It just takes some time. So yeah, awesome. I think we've had a wonderful conversation about scholarships and getting them. Is there any like last things that's come to your mind that you wanted to discuss or add? Um, well, I would really just reiterate the the thinking about scholarships early. Um, again, by your your students' junior year, they should really have started applying for scholarships. Um, and I guess on a personal note, um, if you'd like to you know, find out more about my services and what I do, uh, I'd encourage you to go to my website, which is nodebtcollege.com. Um, I share a lot of free information um, through various sources. I have my own podcast, a Substack. Um, both of those share a new scholarship opportunity every day. Um, and then I have some uh, online courses as well. So would love to connect with any of your listeners that would like to save some money on college. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for making sure to plug that. I always want to make sure <laughs> people find out where to go for whoever we're talking to. So yeah. I'll make sure all of that, of course, is in the show notes. So I'll find those links for everybody. Or if you have someplace specific, you want me to send them, it'll be in the show notes. So if you found today's conversation helpful, I know I did. I'm definitely going to go out and use some of these ideas in trying to find some scholarships for my wife, hopefully, and then we can save some money on PA school. But Dave, thanks for joining us. It was a really helpful conversation. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for all that you do with your podcast as well. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that one. I thought that was a great money talk with Dave, the scholarship coach. I thought it was super helpful how we talked about making sure that you don't wait too long. Get started early and start finding your scholarships quickly. Get started early in high school. Make sure you're tracking things with a spreadsheet. Have a shared school email. Make sure that you know the main three topics you're going to write about. One of the things that he mentioned was write about you, write why they should choose you, and then write about your future. Have that personal narrative prepared so that it's real easy to get going with those essays. Know who is going to pay. Know who the scholarship is going to pay. Whether it's the college or you, know the different requirements, and then make sure you're filling out the FAFSA. Because to me, it seems like pretty much every school requires it. So it's something to keep in mind. But I think the main takeaway for me is to get started early. Make sure you're getting things going and thinking about this early so that you can get the money that you need to pay for college. But again, if you want to contact Dave or get in touch with him or just read his website, all that stuff is in the show notes. But if you need to share this with somebody, make sure to have a money talk about it. Talk about getting scholarships and paying for college without going into debt. And I appreciate everyone listening to today's episode. Be sure to share with a friend, go find us on social media, and give us a follow there. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different. Please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation.